Welcome to Fujoshi Weekly, the show for the spiciest part of fandom and my hero academia shippers everywhere. I'm your host, Angie, and I'm here with Bethna. Hey, guys. And Ash. Hello. We have had the desire to make an episode about the Omegaverse for a long time now, guys, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we've had a plan for it since the beginning of time. Yes. <laughs> it was like probably our first plan. Yeah, it was part of the planning of this whole podcast endeavor here. So, uh, lo and behold, here it is. We're going to talk <laughs> about the Omegaverse. <laughs> Yay! We're gonna need like a sound bite of like cheers and stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, as you can imagine, everyone could talk about Omegaverse for hours, and we did. Our yes. recording uh, wound up being over two hours long. And uh, the first draft that I did for this episode was two hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> and that's just too long for one sitting to put you through. So we decided to cut it in half. So here we are with our first part of the Omegaverse miniseries. In this first half, we will be mostly discussing the basics, what Omegaverse is, explaining the basic secondary genders, and diving into the different elements that define this AU. We talk about how we applied them in our own writing and also many different ways that we saw them written while reading Omegaverse works ourselves. And of course, the tropes it has and where they originate from. Even if you're an Omegaverse pro, I still recommend you listen to the first episode. First of all, because it's fun as hell and we really dug into all of the tropes and mm -hmm. why we like them, how we like them, how other people like them. Mm -hmm. I still think it's a great episode, even for people who know what Omegaverse is. Yeah. Yes. In the second half that we'll drop in two weeks from now, we'll go through its origins, how popular it is with some AO3 numbers We have our takes on why it is so popular and what we personally like about it. We also received contributions from trans people who were ready to share their stories and opinion with us regarding gender and Omegaverse. And of course, all our listeners who shared their opinions on our Twitter. So definitely subscribe to not miss it. Before we dive into this first episode, a little content warning And actually for the whole miniseries as well, we will discuss several kinks prevalent in fandom, including the more problematic ones such as MPREG, rape, bodily fluids and all that. If you are a more sensitive person to these topics, especially Omegaverse in general, please take care of yourself and either proceed with caution or drop out of it. Mm -hmm. so, Let's get into it. Okay. I think we should start at the beginning and ask the question, what is Omegaverse? And uh, unless you're sleeping under a rock, you've probably heard of it or came in contact with it to some extent. If you're not in fandom circles and found this episode to seek an explanation, we can try to come up with one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> The problem is, is even mainstream people are probably starting to get in exposed to Omegaverse now. Yeah. So, yeah. I think yeah. we're going to, it there, will come up later. There, what are, happened. there are a lot of people that are going to have questions. So we're going to mm -hmm. try to answer it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Omegaverse, also sometimes called Alpha, Beta, Omega Dynamics or ABO in short, is an alternative universe, or AU, depicting society in a hierarchy system of dominant alpha, neutral beta, and submissive omega. These designations are given to the characters as sort of secondary genders alongside the usual main male or female binary. Or so non-binary. Or non-binary, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's break them down. So alphas are the ones in charge. 
often found in leading positions in society with more access to power, they also are the one doing the impregnating of either female betas or omegas. They're just the dominant role in the dynamic and in society, usually. They're the chads of society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To, to use language of other communities online, <laughs> they're the chads. They're the chads. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Then we have the beta males or the soy boys. <laughs> the, the, the what? <laughs> the soy boys. <laughs> I'm sorry. What does that mean? Explain. <laughs> well, if you've been in um, right-wing, if you've heard right-wing talking point, points, you've come across the term soy boys. These are like the leftist male who give into this, <laughs> say, female bullshit of um, leftist ideas, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, it's leftist. <laughs> What's what? What do you mean by leftist? You know, liberal. Oh yeah, leftist okay. ideas like welcome all sexualities, all uh, genders, and like more socialism, so less capitalism, and mm. all that stuff. Oh, that's you know. what. They, so that's what they call. That's what they call leftist boys. <laughs> yeah, soy okay. boys. It's so cute though. Yeah, I want a they, little soy boys. They are boys. assholes to women, so and and they also gay call people, them so. um, simp's. Or, no, it, th those are the problematic ones that that act like soy boys, but they really just want to fuck. <laughs> 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 That's not what betas are, though. No, it's not. <laughs> so it's yeah, it has that something. has nothing to do with Omegaverse. We're sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's just, just the thing is that. Um, These terms alpha, beta, omegas come up with in, in these circles for different reasons. And I'm going to talk about those later, but let's continue with the breakdown. So betas <laughs> are quote unquote normal humans, not having to deal with any repercussions of their secondary gender. Like they're just normal human beings. And then as the last in the trinity, we have the omegas. They are found at the lowest rank of the hierarchy in most cases and can be impregnated by alphas, sometimes also betas, no matter their primary gender. They represent the submissive role in the dynamic. Hmm. It's also good to note that there, I think there's as many fix as there are other ones that would put betas actually at the lowest end of society where Because they don't have a secondary gender, they're lesser. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> but you can actually do whatever the fuck you want with those because yes. <laughs> Omegaverse is a sandbox and, and these are just guidelines. They're just guidelines. In a lot of traditional ABO, the betas are even sometimes the ones in critical positions like... Um, doctors or high political powers like presidents because they don't have they the can, affliction. Yes, they <laughs> have reliable. a more rational mind. Mm -hmm. and they are reliable and then they don't have to like give in to their instincts. But it depends on the interpretation of the author. But betas mm -hmm. are usually the ones who just don't have different characteristics than the ones we have in the real world. Yeah. So these dynamics are heavily inspired by the now debunked study about wolf hierarchies. What? And What do you mean by now debunked? It, it's debunked. debunked. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was a wolf expert. No. No. <laughs> it's it's a study by I don't know who who it is the the name of the of the book that they published about wolf dynamics and it's about wolves in captivity. Mm -hmm. So they behave differently than wolves should. <laughs> and so it's a debunked study they don't actually are structured that way. Mm. And you know as I mentioned before the pickup artistry and right-wing uh, anti-feminist people actually 
also work with this dynamic with alpha males and you have to be alpha and stuff. They definitely so, do perpetuate the alpha ideology for yeah. men. And, and I think it's, it's so <laughs> funny. It, it's so funny <laughs> to like when you see this and now they come up with the sigma male. Yeah, that's the thing. And beta males, they, they will literally sit there and insult each other saying, oh, you're just a beta male. And yeah, it's like, yeah. and like I and hear I'm people like, oh be like, God. am I in the ABO fanfic? Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it's weird to hear these kind of terms used in real life when yeah. I mostly consume them via fanfiction. Yes. And I've seen some some Twitter takes about, okay, how can we introduce the Sigma into the APOA? <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, there, definitely. There's a lot of different... The thing is, there things. is already a fourth gender that I have seen in a lot of Japanese Omegaverse as well, and in some fan fiction. Uh, the Enigma. Enigma, yes, the Enigma. Who is like the Uber Alpha. He's so yeah. powerful, he can make Alpha submit. So it's just... And they're super rare and, you know, Enigma, <laughs> which is interesting, but it's as the Enigma itself, rare. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's about this wolf hierarchies. And this is uh, why it's kind of a little bit animalistic, this whole trope. Uh, like other wolf characteristics are present in this universe, such as knots, which is a <laughs> swelling at the base of the penis that locks the partners together during intercourse. This is obviously taken from canine penises. <laughs> uh, and there's heat cycles, there's imprinting. There's scent. There's a lot of scent going on and, and a lot of importance um, put into scent. But you, you got your breeding, mounting, claiming, all these kind of animalistic terms within this trope. There are a fair amount of resources explaining this in, in more detail. Um, I put some links in the description if you need further elaborations. There are also some that list example fanfiction works using Omegaverse and Ash. <laughs> How to train your shitty Omega. <laughs> your Omegaverse fanfiction is listed there too. That was so weird when somebody official... brought that to my attention. I'm like, why I are you? I brought that to your attention. <laughs> oh yeah, it was why. you. I it don't know why, you. but I was on the like fan lore, which is the fandom Wikipedia page for Omegaverse. I think I was trying to explain like <laughs> Omegaverse to someone. I think I like panicked, <laughs> and then, and then like, they directed them to my awful. <laughs> I miss the awful, no, but, but then God, I saw like example works, and you were there. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's still weird. It's like. <laughs> Anyway, go read How to Train Your Shitty Omega. It's Bakudeku. It's, it's glorious. We wouldn't it's be sitting here doing a podcast if you didn't write this story. We, we wouldn't have met if I hadn't no. written that. Yeah. So. No. So if you haven't yet, go read it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely learn some things. And um, I think now that we've kind of elaborated what Omegaverse is in like its purest form or it's like no like an outline of what Omegaverse is I think we can dig deeper mm -hmm. Daphna I think you have something to say yeah I kind of like expanded on like I want to expand on the mm -hmm. big common tropes of it and so there's a lot of basic elements regarding the dynamic between the characters, the physical characteristics, and so on. And as we mentioned before, there will be some of those elements or varieties of those elements, or maybe the reverse of the elements, like everything goes, like there's no rules, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so mm -hmm. one of the coolest and funnest thing to work with Omegaverse is the pheromones and the scentings. So in DCU, people have scent glands, usually on their neck and hands, and they emit pheromones or hormones or funny scents, like candle scents. 
Yes. And there's some very creative scents. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scent? What's your what's your scent, guys? I like reading about campfire scents. It just makes me feel so calm. And I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys do a lot of camping, but in America, mm-hmm. it's like a time oh. tradition where you just sit around a fire and you just smell like the burning chemicals mm. of the flames. <laughs> Talk oh, about if you shit. have a, a, a wood fire, like burning wood. Yeah, burning wood. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you just talk under the stars for hours about shit. And oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. For something, it's just really nostalgic for me. So, like, I like reading about it in fanfic. <laughs> I like what? it when it reflects somehow the characters. I mean, campfires yeah. or just sugary sweet scents yes. mixed with campfire because of fire is or, used a lot for alpha Kutsky. or how they they mix Bakugo. and they become like like burning marshmallows in a fire like yeah because they're yeah. bonded or something so their sense and you have like kirishima <laughs> who, who turns basically into a rock he's like this um oh what's that name when when you have rain Rain mm. smell, um, petrichor? petrichor, yeah, and and it fits the characters, you know, yeah, and um, I like that. A lot of writers put a lot of thoughts into scents, but other mm-hmm. than distinct smells, it also means that the characters can smell emotions basically, and mm-hmm. they can especially smell how aroused the other person is, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so there becomes this very sexy positive feedback cycle where someone gets horny and then other people smell it and if they're on the opposite uh, secondary gender they become horny too and so the cycle continues but <laughs> <laughs> they just become this, Until this they horny fuck. ball of, of fucking and that's what it is mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and also you, you can like smell emotions if somebody's anxious yeah like some people would would describe it as the sense souring or mm-hmm. becoming like a rotten version of that positive smell if they're angry anxious or distressed i also think it's interesting that in a lot of fanfic you can the it doesn't matter who which secondary gender but you can smell if other people are a certain secondary gender or not. And yes. you can smell their if they're in their heat or in their rut, which I guess is kind of like the horny smell, but I think it's a little different because it's literally a change in their physical state of being. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I better stay away from this person because they're going into rut, you know, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want to get dumped on. And the thing is, with a lot of these um, tropes or elements of Omegaverse, and I think we can add with each point that you're gonna going, going through, Dethna, where does this come from? And obviously, hmm. there's a root of a lot of kinks because Omegaverse is a kink meme, or it, or it, it originated as a kink meme. It did. And it's a melting pot of different kinks that already existed in fan fiction and the scent pheromones and and kind of seduction with scent comes from uh sex pollen is a mm-hmm. part of sex pollen i yes. think oh I, I, i'm going to go on a tangent real quick you can delete this if you want but i just read this fucking art like a thing it was a picture of something some news article and apparently like there's these wasps that are oh no cicadas i think they were they're dying because they've been infected by the sex mushroom and they're so horny (laughs) all the time and their genitals are falling off and i'm like i've read way too many sex pollen fanfics to know where this is going (laughs) like (laughs) yes yes Except exact same thoughts, Ash. Yeah, yeah. Well, this literally fuck or die, but in real life, it's the worst. Oh, fan fiction is real, guys. It is. It's real life now. Like, there's sex pollen mushrooms out there. You better watch out for them. Yeah. I mean, there, there goes more into the sex pollen trope that Omegaverse also covers, but it's kind of stems from that. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then 
I'll go into the next point, which is knotting. So a knot ah. is basically a bundle of muscle or erectile tissue or... I don't know, guys. I'm not a scientist. But <laughs> <laughs> it's located in the base of the alpha's cock. And I've heard some people mistake it for being at the tip oh. of the cock, which is interesting. interesting. Interestingly enough, Dethna, let me interject mm. real quick. I am reading this manhwa yesterday yeah, I know which one. and it's called love is an illusion and it's an <laughs> yes. omega verse and literally the knot forms in the tip huh yes i've seen that too <laughs> so it, it does exist huh. it's awfully close to a cat dick that we it's have very... mentioned several times on this podcast that nobody it's, writes it's the closest so. thing to barbing i've seen and i'm so happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so awesome. <laughs> but yes. it usually, sh- a knot should be at the base. It should yeah. be at the base. A lot usually. of people have thought it was at the tip, but it's not. So, <laughs> unless it is, unless, unless it, it is. is, yes. Because <laughs> again, you do what you what you do. Yeah, if yeah. You, want you to do you. Tip, you make it at the tip. Yeah. Just, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically it swells when the alphas come. So the cock can't retract from the hole until it inflates. And it kind of like, sometimes it like pumps come until the knot inflates and it's just meant to deflate. Deflates, yeah, sorry. (laughs) And yeah, it's basically meant to lock all the cum inside the Omega so they'll get super duper 100% pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes, like, it could, how long does it take to deflate changes? Like, it could be minutes after the orgasm. It could be long, long hours where the alpha is still, like, locked together with the omega. It's like, whatever you want or how inconvenient you want your (laughs) stories to Mm -hmm. be. (laughs) How much you like your characters to suffer. (laughs) Play with that. (laughs) I I tend to choose the latter because I, really? I want them to be stuck there forever. Me too. So <laughs> Why? Well, the thing is, is they need to understand that nodding is no joke and they have to be careful about it. And if they fuck mm-hmm. up, then they're going to be tied together for hours. Oh. So they, they have to mm-hmm. learn the hard way. But not like in that. every Omegaverse, the alpha has control over the knot. It's true. Sometimes they can just mm-hmm. like decide not to pop a knot. And sometimes it just comes with sex. But the thing is, sometimes it's triggered by like their rut and they can only not when they're on their rut. So don't have sex like that. If your alpha's on the rut, unless you really want to, you know, either become pregnant or stay tied up for hours. (laughs) Again, it depends. There's multiple iterations of how this knot works. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And each one is valid. Mm -hmm. They are. But I kind of like shenanigans when they are knotted and kind of try to move around or... (laughs) I actually actually drew a comic about this. (laughs) You did! (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) If we find it, we should link it. Yeah, Everybody needs to read it. it If you want to see that. So nothing is a fun part. And uh, of course, it existed before Omegaverse as well, because werewolves are a thing and furries are a thing. So a knotted cock is nothing new and weird, strange alien dicks is also nothing new in fandom. Thanks to Star Trek, as we also talked about, is the root of every of everything. The, the root of all evil is Star Trek. <laughs> yes. That's where everything came from. Even sex pollen comes from Star Trek. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. And another trope that we're, we're going to talk about also comes from Star Trek. So weird dicks is a part of Omegaverse. So nothing mm-hmm. is a thing. Mm-hmm. The um, Omegan counterpart or like maybe... But special, special Megan thing is self-lubrication, where the Omegas have, like, whether they have, like, seeping assholes or, like, leaky vaginas <laughs> or vaginas that are inside of their assholes, that hole is self-lubricating, meaning that when it gets, it just gets, like, super duper wet, 
and spills lube-like substance when the omega is horny. The hornier the omega is, the wetter it gets. And probably, I imagine, like, wetter than, like, a human pussy. But, like, it can be buckets. It could be, like, really... So much fluid. Just so mm. much. Well, the thing is, I think the distinction is because, you know, I think... I've read fanfic where it's pretty much normal for, like, an omega female, but... The fact that a male can get wet like a female is something in it itself, I guess. Because usually anus is just, they don't get wet unless they're no. having bowel issues. And nobody so, wants to write about that. And people no. don't want to write about the lube. Fuck the lube. Mm-hmm. No, fuck the lube. So it's all slick instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean... Fluids are a kink as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can write so much gushing stuff about slick and omegas that are horny. So go at it. <laughs> oh, and I was going to say Death Note because you had said like kind of an omega counterpart to the knot. But there's also a deeper aspect to this because like it's, I think I, I even wrote about it in my fic, but um where they're called breeding rings so it's kind of yeah it's kind of like a knot but the omega has it so basically their breeding part clamps around the dick and keeps it inside so that it can oh my god that's so hot i love it That's, that's nice i actually read about this in a uh keith uh lance keith fanfic from Voltron. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, if an Omega has sex with a Beta who doesn't have a knot, yeah, because right? knots are something alphas have, and they want to get pregnant from a Beta, given that the universe mm-hmm. Betas are capable of doing that, yeah. uh, they just clamp down on that dick and just clamp it <laughs> being locked <laughs> like a an vice. It, and it's not comfortable it's just as uncomfortable to be clamped as it is to be mm-hmm. knotted so you know it's that no that's what i you know that's one of the tropes that i like to write about sometimes but that was it that was just a nice a side thing yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so the next element is heats and ruts and it's just basically the very primal sensation of I need to get played right now or else I'll die. <laughs> and yes. so those sensations come in like basically mating cycles that occur sometimes every month or in every few months and last several days usually. And mm. in those times, in Omega in Heat will become very fertile and very stupid horny. And they will usually produce different pheromones than usual. And basically that person will become a public health hazard because they'll want to... (laughs) (laughs) They'll smell really horny. Other people will want to fuck them. They will want to fuck other people. And they have to lock themselves in a room until it passes because they're not in control of themselves. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) Rats is basically the elfin equivalent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. usually it's periodic every so and so, but sometimes it can be triggered by smelling someone and being affected by their scent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is where that also comes from sex pollen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes directly from Spock. Yeah. Because Spock has a fucking rut. Yeah. Okay. And it's literally it's in the an far. It's the pon far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing missing is that heats and rots are called heats and rots for Ponfar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like this part very much because it's all instincts and it can mm-hmm. uh, lend itself to different situations where, well, you either have to fuck or die. You have so many tropes that you can implement with this, like what if the elevator is stuck and then somebody goes into heat or rot or <laughs> oh, what else is there is it's the source of a lot of non-con or dubious consent things and also a lot of 
what uh, people might not like about Omegaverse because it lends itself thanks to heats and rots about consent issues. But mm -hmm. because again, you're not in control. Yeah. But again, I have read like my my very first Omegaverse was uh, a Yuri Onice Omegaverse um, fan fiction called You Can't Plan for Everything. And there's a lot of consent issues like going on no not issues but they they address the consent issue and you have to actually like sign a consent form you have to have a discussion if you're gonna share a heat or a rot because that's also a, a big part of uh heats and rots that some uh, omegaverse where it's normal there you can just casually share a heat or rot with somebody mm -hmm. yeah you can have non-con based like somebody who is drunk basically that sort of non-con or dop con but you can also turn it into something completely fine where dubious consent is not an issue it depends on what the author makes of it again but people love non-con or dop con and it's a good way to implement it and uh It's a big part of Omegaverse, heats and rots and mating cycles. <laughs> It's one of arguably one of the biggest parts of it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the next very crucial parts of Omegaverse is MPREG or male pregnancy, which is exactly as it hurts. The Omegas usually can get pregnant and have ass babies. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever read a fic where the baby is birthed through the ass? No, I haven't. And I'm really <laughs> upset about it. Well, I have where it says that there's um, like when somebody like it's mentioned in a dialogue that there's ass babies, but I've never actually read a graphic <laughs> birth scene where it's yeah. described how somebody shits a baby. Basically. <laughs> I guess usually don't really write the pregnancy parts anyway. But yeah, there's a solution. Oh, I wrote the pregnancy part, but it was a C-section because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't brave enough, Ash. I wasn't brave enough to go to, to take the plunge. Mm -hmm. it's, too, it's, it's so weird. No, I, I get you. Because <laughs> nobody's here to, wa to read about someone shitting a baby. Nobody wants want that. <laughs> I want to read it. I do too. <laughs> unless, but... <laughs> unless the Omega has a vagina. Yeah. But, yeah that's because there are intersex is a big part of, of Omegaverse as well. So some male Omegaverse have vaginas. Mm -hmm. Simple as mm -hmm. that. They have a dick and a vagina, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or like in your part, Ash, uh, yes. the vagina is just hidden inside it's, the asshole. It's, so. it's hiding. Well, because the thing is, it's like... I just can't wrap my he head around the fact that the cervix is in the same spot as the Pope. I just feel like that would just not be good for the baby. <laughs> some, like, it just, I can't do it. So I just had to create a different organ that's not a vagina, but is kind of a vagina, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Omegaverse anatomy is whatever goes in in the mind of the author and mm -hmm. how creative they are with it or how explicit they want to make it it's right mm -hmm. there's no set rules how how <laughs> male pregnancy actually works it just does right well the thing is is for me i just left it ambiguous because male pregnancy with omegas was so rare in my universe anyways that people were just too mm -hmm. afraid to try a natural birth because so, mm -hmm. I didn't know how it was going to turn mm -hmm. out. <laughs> And uh, male pregnancy was present even before Omegaverse. So mm -hmm. it has always been mm -hmm. a staple of fan fiction. Right. A lot of Harry Potter fan fiction, if I'm not mistaken, has male pregnancy because yes. wizards. Mm -hmm. Because it's wizards. possible there. I was huge wizards. in the Harry Potter fan fiction community. And yes, I've read a few it was good <laughs> it i mean good. you can write family fan fiction with ship babies it's 
why why shouldn't it exist so it should it should it's fiction it's so cute i really yeah. like it when they call the babies cubs or puppies it's the mm -hmm. cutest shit ever because babies are like they're so so but everybody loves puppies yeah fuck babies <laughs> i won't give me my pups <laughs> babies are cute too come on no they're, it depends <laughs> depends who you ask <laughs> but every that's the thing everybody loves a puppy <laughs> yeah that's true mm -hmm. that's true. true but it's also it's animal okay. speak because I have, to, I have to just i have to get this off my chest and feel free to delete it if you want but there are a lot of people that enjoy omegaverse that just hate pregnancy like they hate mm -hmm. it so much and they yeah. hate and preg and it's like why are you here like mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't understand what I and I guess that's you know it's it's that's why it's so versatile it's there's parts of it for everybody but I feel like when you go into Omegaverse one of the main themes is male pregnancy and pregnancy so you, sh you should just talk about it, it yeah it, not every Omegaverse <laughs> has male pregnancy sometimes the Omega isn't possible like right. specifically the male Omega can't, can't get pregnant yeah exactly but i just feel like when you go into omegaverse you should expect yeah. an amount of but pregnancy. you should also take it if there's male pregnancy like I'm, actually i'm on the other side of this i'm, I'm like, on the fence I prefer on that to one. avoid it and i think that you I can very easily avoid it it's like not unless it's like um a big like almost book like fake you're you're very likely not to encounter it so i wouldn't say it's I, it's definitely part of the universe but it's not a part of most fan fiction right it doesn't have to be a part of the fan fiction if it's omegaverse but it's fairly common it's part of the universe i mean it's a how, part of the that's universe <laughs> that's why that's why men are omegas because you know most of the time it's because they have the ability to get pregnant yeah like, so it's like that's it's a huge integral part of the universe so i feel like when you're going into this trope you should understand that you, you, you know, shouldn't ha be too squeaky about you men should be being squeaky pregnant. about men being pregnant if you're going yeah. into a megaverse you just shouldn't agree, agree. <laughs> and also criticizing pregnancy if you describe pregnancy of omegas in omegaverse and then going into comments and actually during pregnancy this and this occurs and not that and that and it's like <laughs> okay up. we're talking like, about okay, pregnancies we're talking about ass babies of, <laughs> ass <laughs> babies and pregnancies of a gender like cis men that can't get pregnant like it's right. fiction anyway it's it's so removed from reality why should a pregnancy of a male omega be the same or even as, accurate as or a accurate. female one <laughs> so yeah it's, yeah so no for real just go go into omega verse with a grain of salt when it comes to pregnancy just mm -hmm. don't expect things to be realistic because mm -hmm. there's likely not going to be <laughs> yes mm -hmm. another part of omega verse is nesting and a nest is usually a place where the omega can be comfortable whether he's or they are in a heat or even if they just have a bad day. And it's usually a small space that's somewhere safe and the Omega fills it with soft things and things that smell like people they like or their mate and they borrow with air quotes <laughs> <laughs> from um, other people. <laughs> it's also good to note that nesting is a huge, like a lot of, at least for a lot of the ones that I've read, it's, the precursor to pregnancy where, you know, like you said, like when they're in heat, you know, they'll start nesting because they're getting ready to have a baby. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that <laughs> there's a, there are studies that um, show that women, who women are do this. this, they yes. do this. Oh. They like start cleaning the house when they're closer to, to the birth. Yeah. Like, deep cleaning the house if they're capable to move around and building the baby's room is so yeah, much fun when yeah, you're pregnant like, like i've heard so many people that say it was the funnest part of their pregnancy was making and also their baby's they get room. obsessed with it like i have <laughs> yeah. to do this and this in this room it needs to be ready and and, and right. it's yeah. it's just not right ever you know it just feels like it's wrong <laughs> no but yeah it's it's super sweet and i love this i love this part as well nesting in omegaverse 
because it's it can be something that is so cute and fluffy <laughs> or funny <laughs> if they really steal crazy shit from from people that they want to have the smell around like right. <laughs> <laughs> used underwear <laughs> handkerchiefs right or like just everything that the the their mate um has in clothes and, and then the mate ends up with no clothes in the end and or has to guard everything that's left and then the problem is because their mate like finds their clothes but it's so cute and like put in this nest that they work so hard at, and they're like i guess i'm gonna have to go buy more clothes because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cute yeah and it's also a part of courting courting also is a big part of, of omega verse like the alpha might gift something the omega for their nest mm-hmm. like a soft yeah. A soft um, blanket or a fluffy pillow or something like that. It has like to be that. scented. It has to be scented with their scent, yes. or it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not right. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, it's a very fluffy side of of Omega Verse, and I think a lot of maybe more fluffy, safer work works might focus on this. Yeah, I mean, you went crazy in how to <laughs> train your shitty Omega. Because Deku that's just because Deku's extra. That... <laughs> Everything he does is just over the top. So he had that to nest see. is so big that you have to climb it <laughs> to get inside. I mean, <sighs> he's just extra. It was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. The last element of Megaverse that I'm going to talk about is bonding and mating. And so when an alpha bites an omega's scent gland, or sometimes an omega bites the alpha's scent gland too, they become bonded on like a soul level and they have a special connections that might be a bit like telepathic or empathetic. And paired alphas might be super jealous and possessive of their mates. And uh, omegas also might be... They might be possessive, they might be extra submissive, and uh, yeah, sometimes the bonds can only form during hits or rats, or, and sometimes not, and sometimes it's permanent for life. And sometimes I've read fic where like the bite, you have to re- rebite the other person, so the bond kind of lasts. Mm-hmm. Or it can be overwritten by another alpha. That too. Mm-hmm. Also, there's sometimes there's different levels of the bond, like, and usually it comes with different nuances of how the bite was made. So, like, if you mm-hmm. bite, like, your omega outside of the heat or the rut or whatever, um, it may just be like a temporary bond. Whereas if you did it during the heat and rut, it's more permanent, mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. you have to be in love with them or something. You know, I don't know. It it, it really that's what's nice about it is you can kind of tweak everything to fit your narrative, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. What a lot of um, Japanese omegaverse that I've read um, do is that if because they form a pair. Like mm-hmm. the alpha and the omega, if they, they bite each other, they form a pair. And paired omegas don't have heats anymore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's like, because a lot of times these heats are seen as something that holds them back because they can't get jobs, because they miss during heats and, and, and all that stuff. And if they get paired or claimed the heat stops mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it, it goes a bit into bonding and mating sometimes um, and it comes of course from the soulmates trope that also existed since forever in fan fiction and mm-hmm. it pairs the alpha and omega together and sometimes if an omega is bonded with an alpha a lot of things that might be inconvenient depends on how the world is built, uh, how much omegas are like inconvenienced, <laughs> for right. lack of a better word, uh, <laughs> because of their um, gender. It can alleviate a lot of these drawbacks, yes, such mm-hmm. as like commands mm-hmm. that sometimes alphas are so super dominant and powerful that they can command other people they have an alpha voice that forces them to do whatever yeah. they will them that to forces do forces them to submit <laughs> yes 
And VGC's fic actually has Deku as a pro hero and he's afraid of... Being commanded by a villain. Yes. Yes. Even if he's trained to not uh, follow them, you never know. Right. And so he, he asks Kachan, of course, it's Baku Deku, uh, to, <laughs> claim, to him. claim him so that <laughs> no other alpha than Kachan can command him. Yes. Yeah, it's it's um, bonding mm -hmm. and mating can be everything you want it to be. Everything that can be, everything you imagined ca can be done with a bond, either telepathic communication or just share of feelings that, you know, the, the bonded pair always knows what the other one is feeling, even if they're like on the other side of the globe or something, can be everything. And soulmates, like fated pairs is very um, popular as well. Yes. Like to have that one mate. And it's always, a, I love, I love that it's a fairy tale in the universe. Usually yes. like, like yes. it's like, oh, you know, there's a old wives tale that you can become a pair bond or something, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, nobody, nobody credible will ever talk about it, you know, but like, it's definitely something that's talked about kind of as a fairy tale to children mm -hmm. and they grow up thinking they're going to meet their fated pair or something and it's cute and then I love it when it actually happens they're like oh it's real life you know it's like this mm -hmm. is a thing <laughs> mm -hmm. it depends on what the Omegaverse fan fiction focuses on is yeah. it more like a soulmate's story than maybe bonding and claiming can be a big part and this fated pair and it can be super cute and romantic and yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> or gut-wrenchingly dramatic and angsty because <laughs> angst people exist well and, and the thing <laughs> is is like the pair bond sometimes it's it's not as flowery and fun as they think it is you know it's mm -hmm. literally this person especially in like a faded soul bond pair has access to like your entire mind sometimes mm -hmm. it's very violating and it takes some adjusting mm -hmm. and sometimes like do I even want to be in this kind of situation with this person because yeah I like them but what kind of a like or love is is this you know it's like is this something that they're open to like I, mm -hmm. I don't know so I like that you can kind of play around with that kind of trope and make it controversial or or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we talked about commands, but we another thing that's very and almost it's present a lot is suppressants, which uh -huh. is basically pheromone blockers, or they can block whatever you want. They can block the heat. They can block the scents. They can block. They can block pregnancy. Yeah, uh -huh. sometimes. And <laughs> and. Some alphas or omegas use these blockers also for hiding their secondary gender, mm, yeah. like pass mm. as a beta or maybe an omega wants a job that's only for alphas. And so they kind of mask their omega or even fake being an alpha and stuff like that. Angie, in that, in that manhwa, I just read the... Love is an illusion. Literally, the Omega in this one doesn't know he's an Omega, but he just thinks he's a recessive alpha. So he uses an <laughs> alpha scent to strengthen his alpha. <laughs> he's so stupid. He's the stupidest character ever because there's nothing about him that's an alpha, but he's convinced. Like, well, to be fair, he was he was tested and told he was an alpha, mm. but. <laughs> There's nothing about him that suggests he's an alpha, but yeah. So no, it, it, literally in that manhwa, he uses that kind of a scent enhancer. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so that's also, uh, I find this an analogy, maybe all this suppressant thing, that medicine that you have to take and you have to be careful with it. Kind of like birth control pills or... Yep. Maybe hormones for trans people who are transitioning. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of these Omega stories are dystopian stories where Omegas have a very hard time and sometimes or are super, super, super oppressed. And blocking access to medication is a 
huge part of this um, dystopian uh, Omegaverse also, which is super relevant today again with um, a lot of laws that are passed with like autonomy of of your body, be it if you want to transition like the right to get medical care for either transitioning or an abortion or birth control and all that stuff. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. It is. And uh, I think that's all the elements that are in Omegaverse. And again, all of this stuff, it has also some, you know, with alpha commands and stuff, it comes from BDSM which has existed in fan fiction for forever. So it's like a melting pot of existing kinks reinvented and put into this sandbox where you can just pick out whatever you want to put in. It is. It's, it's mm-hmm. really, and if you think about it, it's a really kind of advanced kink structure. Yeah. Like in a way that like now that I'm thinking about it, it's like taking all of these kinks that a lot of people use in their fanfics and just putting it in a world where you can kind of pick and choose what you want to use. And like, it's kind of nice to just have that structure in a way that's easy to remember, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, I don't know, it's, it's just kind of nice rather than having a bunch of these kinks and thinking, okay, what kind of kinks do I have for this? And, you know, it's just like it's all just conveniently in a universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a universe ready to build to put in every kink at once, if you want. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have like the bestiality type with all these animal traits. Sometimes mm-hmm. hybrid fan fictions are also a thing where yes. they have cat, uh, not cat. Oh, I'm so fo- focused on cat boys, um, like just wow. animal, animal <laughs> traits like ears or tails or paws or whatever. A- Angie Mood, I'm so focused on cat boys. Somebody bring <laughs> me a bar being fit, please. <laughs> just mess it. Just DM Fujoshi Weekly and drop it in the bin. I need it. <laughs> Again, like it's the fifth time that we mention it. It's a thing. We need it. <laughs> but yeah, you have like male pregnancy, soulmate, soul bonding, mating psych- cycle, sex pollen, fuck or die, non-con, dop-con, <laughs> BDSM, like all this. Listen, Omegaverse is everything you ever wanted with all of those tropes just put yeah. into a reality that you can use and it's yeah. ready mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's ready for you and if you know where it comes from you will also know why so many kings are present in it but that's where we cut it today and we'll start right away with that one in our next episode where we'll continue our deep dive into the Omegaverse subscribe so you get notified when the episode drops Leave us a comment, join in on the discussion and check us out on Twitter and Instagram for updates. You can find us at Fuchoshi Weekly. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.